This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Oh, come on, guys. Happy anniversary. Happy oh, anniversary. For a cheerful look, look. toast, I fill it. Happy really? anniversary. But be careful thanks. you don't fill it. Yes. Happy anniversary. Thank, yes, thanks. Oh, happy anniversary. I really, you should. Happy anniversary. No, no, no. Happy anniversary. Come, come on. Happy oh, anniversary. Uh, oh, oh. Um, well... <laughs> You've heard the happy anniversary song there. It can only mean one of two things. Either Amy and I are celebrating our wedding anniversary, or, as is the case right now, Dimland Radio is celebrating another year of existing. Uh, It was, I think, March 15th? I think. Somewhere on there. Uh, uh, 2010. March, uh, March, yeah, March 15th, we'll say. I don't have it at the exact date in front of me. I should have, but I, yeah. What am I, what am I going to do? I'm not, like, it's not like I'm some kind of pedant. <laughs> anyway, so somewhere around there in uh, 2020, oh, no, 2010, 2010, 13 years I've been doing this show. 13 years. And I've got about one listener per year to show for it. Hey, what are you going to do? Now, I think I have a little bit more than that. Uh, anyway, uh, it's it's been an it's an interesting run. Uh, it's been a thing that I've been I've I've, I've this is show number five hundred sixty six of uh, Dimland Radio, which might sound like a lot, but there are other podcasts that do a weekly show that have uh, done more than I have in the in thirteen years. Uh, but then you know I had a couple of forced breaks uh, where I said something and. You know, Something else. Let's just put your show on hiatus for a month as a punishment. Uh, things have changed since then. There was a lot more. Uh, it was a lot more active in the Z Talk Radio chat room website. It was a lot more active than it is now. Pretty much the only people that use the chat room on Z Talk Radio <laughs> on their website is uh, well, it's me and Trisha. We're the two. The one listener that I have that I've had from the. From the very beginning of the show, she's been listening out there through the whole time. And in fact, she's pretty much the only reason I still put the show up on Saturday nights, because it's her. It, she likes to, to to listen to the show, and and I and we chat a little bit while we listen. Not a ton, but a little bit. She'll make a comment here and there, and I'll ask you know keep up with her. How you doing? And things like that. And it's she's just she's been the constant. Uh, of in the audience of the show, which I appreciate that, Tricia. So thank you. 
And there are some other people that have been listening fairly regularly, but they're very secretive about it. I have a, a couple of friends that listen, and they'll mention things to me here and there, and that's that's cool. Um, but you know, usually it's uh, I don't know. There's people out there, apparently. Send me an email. Say hey, congratulations, 13 years. Uh, you know, it's, it really wasn't all that difficult. It's just finding time to do the show. Uh, uh, figure out what to talk about. <laughs> it's not always easy. Anyway, but send me an email. Uh, send it to drdim at dimland.com, D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. Send me an email to say, hey, you made it 13 years. Do you think you're going to do another 13? Uh, hmm, I don't know. I doubt it, but who knows? We'll see. So anyway, uh, it, it's, yes, week in, week out, mostly. I know lately I've been doing like uh, three shows in a month. Where I take one week off uh, here, you know, each month. I've been doing that, and it's yeah. Well, sometimes it's because I have, you know, like the last time I think I had a cold, and it just was not going to sound right doing a show. But sometimes it's, you know, like the week is hectic and and getting things together. I'm telling you, we're coming up on uh, uh, where I work. Uh, my main job working at that silk screening shop in Minneapolis. It's called Cold Side, where I work there. Um, the uh, the fellow that I work with in the office, he's on jury duty. Uh, this past week was jury duty. He got on a jury on uh, which the trial started, I think, on Wednesday. He's probably going to be continuing the jury duty into next week. So you know, it's uh, it's been uh, interesting. Uh, trying to keep up with everything in there. He does a lot of work. I mean, I do a fair amount, but he does. There's a you know, there's a lot of stuff that he does back there, and uh, and you know, I get that window every now and then, like in this case, doing the being the only one in the office, and it's like holy crap. <laughs> and this is a little rehearsal because he's in a band. I'm not going to say the name of the band. He likes to keep that certain bit uh down low you know he keeps it quiet he's just you know just you know but he is in a band that tours and they're going to be coming up on a tour uh in april uh mid-april i think somewhere in there so yeah that means he's going to be gone for a few weeks and it'll be much busier now that was what happened when i first started working back at Coldside. Uh, i was there for a week and he went on tour with his band and it was crazy <laughs> I, I was running around like a maniac trying to get things figured out. Uh, this time, I've got a year under my belt of being back and working on stuff, and we'll have we'll be able to sort of uh, ramp up my involvement in what's going on so that it, uh, it's not as uh, uh, big a deal as it was last year, hopefully. But if it's as busy as it was last year, well, you know, I'm going to be. It's going to be something. So maybe there might be a. A week I take off there because of how busy it's going to be, but I don't know. But 13 years doing Dimland Radio, it's been it's been my little outlet of getting out my pedantry and my skepticism here and there, my rants about things that bother me, and uh, you know observations on sports and and whatever. So let's get on with this show now. I have a correction. Uh, from something I said last week, it's just a simple misspeak. That's all it was. I was listening back to the show, and I noticed, oh crap, I got that wrong. Uh, I was talking about winter. You know, I talked about the mis- the winter misery index, about the amount of snow and cold we have over the course of a winter. It's can be it's sort of measured in this index to just give us an idea of how uh, how difficult or how fun a winter's been. Yeah, and uh, for me, it's how difficult. <laughs> uh, and this particular, this winter right now, 
I think we're sitting at about 120 points on the scale, which puts us at moderate. We're actually, that's, I mean, on the scale, that's a, it's, 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 high, it's on the higher end of moderate, but still a moderate winter. But the thing is, the difference with this winter is that most of it is snow. Most of those points come from snow, and snow is a pain in the ass. Cold can be a pain in the ass, but if your car starts, you dress up for it, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be okay. You know, and you're going to get someplace where it's going to be warm. You're going to be warm, and it, generally you're going to be okay. With snow, it's just this physical exertion of clearing it off. Unless, of course, you live in an apartment or you something or somebody else does the snow for you. And if it's that, I'm so happy for you. But if you're, you're like me and you got snow to clear, but then you got to drive through it, and usually it's it's not too bad after a couple of days after a storm. The roads get pretty much cleared up. Side streets have been shit this year absolute shit the plowing has been horrible and there's a lot of thing factors that go into why the plowing isn't so great people aren't moving their cars when they should be moving their cars uh, the streets are narrow it's hard for the plows to get through you know especially if people haven't moved their cars like they're supposed to and that leaves lumps of snow around and it and it that turns into ice and some of these side roads are just it just you know it's 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 just like I, I think I've said this it's like off-roading on the road it's just really bad. And, uh, and now that we are starting to go into the spring cycle, we, where the roads are turning into, you know, are, are not much better because, well, sure, they're dry and we're down to pavement on a lot of the roads, but we're also, you know, the potholes have begun to show up. So, you know, it's, a, it's just been, it, we've got a bumper crop this year of potholes. It's crazy. But what did I get wrong? What do I need to correct? I said that winter starts, calendar winter starts on January 21st. I was wrong. Of course, it's December 21st. Just misspoke. I you know, I heard that. I went, ah, stupid. It's December 21st. It's not January 21st. Here in Minnesota, it's uh, the beginning of winter is September 1st. But you know, yeah, no, sometimes it seems that way. But uh, it's just been a, it's been a long winter. And we still got the rest of this month to get through, and about uh, you know, maybe half of April. But you know, there was a few years ago where we got a 15-inch snowfall in the middle of April, and uh, you know, it can happen. So we'll see if we end up at still in the moderate severity winter level, or if we move up into the severe. Uh, we, 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 we've got to wait, we got a little bit to go before we hit this, hit the severe. I think it's like 130, I think is the threshold. I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, anyway, calendar winter starts in the Northern hemisphere in December, on December 21st or 22nd. I don't know. I think it's December 21st. That's, isn't that the winter solstice? Isn't that what that is? So anyway, <clears throat> what have I got? Oh, um, something rather interesting and I think it's kind of a cool thing uh, happened uh, for us over uh, the uh, uh, over the since I last talk spoke since we last spoke um, oh and by the way I'm down here in the basement at nostalgia zone which is a comic book store that I for which I work and or at which I work anyway it's a comic book store we sell back issues of comic books uh, going back to the golden age up through modern age um, you know, we've got all kinds of stuff, superhero stuff, war stuff, romance stuff. We got, you know, compost. If you're into buying them, check out our website, go to nostalgiazone.com, become a member of our membership, 
and you'll save 10% on your purchases of comic books and magazines that you buy through our website. Uh, or if you come down to the shop, you'll save 10% here too. Uh, and then there's also uh, um, uh, other benefits that you get, like if uh, certain books have been sitting on the shelves for long enough, they get an extra discount on them, uh, and that's for our members. They, they see that. Uh, just walking off the street and not a member, you're not going to see that, that, that uh, savings. And uh, you'll get... Um, 10% uh, of your purchase of what you pay goes toward points. So you earn points toward future purchases. So that's that's cool. So nostalgiazone.com, check out our website if you buy comic books and that. And I'm sitting in the basement where I do the do the recording of the show because there's no little dog around to bark while I'm trying to do the show. Um, and it's it's a it's sometimes it's a changing environment down here. Uh, sometimes I'm really kind of cramped in between boxes of comic books and, and this week I've actually got space. I mean, can you hear the space? Listen, I've got my arms flailing around, and I'm not hitting anything. <laughs> uh, I, I've got some space here this time. I, it'll probably be different, different next week, but it's it's kind of strange to be able to. I'm kind of facing a different direction than I normally face, and and I and yeah, I got room. So okay, anyway, but check out nostalgiazone.com, and uh, anyway, back to the thing that was cool that happened over the. Uh, uh, the course of time since last week's show. Got a letter from the city of Roseville, which is a uh, suburb of the of St. Paul. And it, it, this, this letter, I will read uh, most of it to you. <clears throat> it's to me. It's dated March 3rd. It says, uh, I am writing today because one of our police officers observed a minor equipment violation on a vehicle that registers to you. This violation did not result in a traffic stop. However, we still wanted to provide notification to you and give you an opportunity to repair or eliminate the violation. On uh, February 20, 2023, at approximately uh, 4.37 p.m., Roseville officer number 263 observed a vehicle with license plate. I'm going to redact the license plate. In the area of Gortner Avenue, in the city of Falcon Heights, uh, the officer observed that this vehicle had the following violation, brake light out. I was like, oh, okay. Well, interesting. And then I read on. In partnership with Lights On, uh, Lights On is a... Is a um, is a, uh, I, I, it's something through the government, I, I believe, where... Um, you can get, well, I'll read. I'll tell you what it says. Uh, with partner, in partnership with Lights On, we are able to provide a voucher for repair of your headlight, taillight, brake light, license plate light, or turn signal light for free. Simply stop by the Roseville Police Department during regular business hours to pick up a voucher. Then bring the voucher to any participating audio, auto repair center. You may visit the Lights On website for listed locations throughout the metro area and in St. Paul. Uh, there will be no further action taken by the police department regarding this incident. We hope this letter will provide you an opportunity to correct the equipment uh, violation. If you have any questions, please call us. And it's signed, Erica Scheider, Chief of Police of Roseville. And when I first read that, <clears throat> I thought... Really? Is this is this legit? 
Is this one of those things where they, where the police departments get uh, deadbeat dads to show up and then they arrest them because you know they haven't been paying their ch back child support, or 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 they 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 get people to show up at the police department. Uh, they have outstanding warrants or something like that, and they, you know they lock the cuffs on them or they get them in there. Is that what this is? I thought is it, but it can't be because you know. I'm I'm not behind on child support. In fact, the child I'm supporting, I'm still supporting. <laughs> and he's not much of a child anymore. He's going to turn 21 uh, 20 this year, turn 20. Uh and not only not only that, he's moving out. Uh, uh, not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk more about that when we when we get to that moment. Uh, uh you know, it's in a show or two. We'll talk more about that, I think. Anyway, so uh, so there's not it's not that, and I don't have any warrants out. There's no tickets that I have outstanding. I've only gotten like one one speeding ticket and one move, moving violation in my entire lifetime of driving, and those were within a few months of each other. <laughs> I was speeding through South Dakota, uh, uh, and then and then I did some stupid uh, passing somebody on the shoulder uh, a few months after that. Went heading to work and. Uh, got nailed <laughs> and you know and that was and my years of driving that was it those only tickets i've ever gotten i got a couple parking tickets but other than that so anyway i thought is that what this is is this some kind of way to coax me into because i'm not i'm not that guy i don't have that problem i'm not doing that so and i looked into it the lights on program is a legit program where i'm not sure if it's a private thing or if it's a government thing or whatever, but money is provided to police departments or for these vouchers, I should say, that are provided where people can get their headlights fixed or their taillights fixed or brake lights and that. And uh, as it happens, uh, you know, I, I, I got to work here at the comic book store. This was last Saturday, and I had one of my coworkers come out and take a look at uh, you know which you know which brake light have I got that's out and it was a driver's side brake light, so I said oh great know what it is. The next morning, after I finished shoveling, uh, I remembered that uh, I needed to take care of the brake light, and that uh, I was pretty sure I had an extra bulb in the glove box, which I did, and that was because I had some other light that went out and you get them in a pair, and so I I fixed the brake light, so we're good. I didn't actually. I didn't need to do the voucher thing. Didn't didn't even bother. But I looked into it, and it's it's a legit thing. And I think, uh, considering certain recent events, uh, it's a good thing. Now I'm going to get more into that when I come back from my break. So you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Dimfit Simmons. I'm going to come back after this break. We'll talk more about what might be behind a program like the Lights On program. I'll be Hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Hey. 
He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. So I got this uh, notice about my uh, brake light being out and and uh, the idea that, uh, or, or the offer to come down and get a voucher and you know, some place will replace that light bulb for you, and, or for me. Um, and I, again, my first thought was, is this some kind of subterfuge to get me down to the police department so they can get me for my criminal past? Of course, I don't have a criminal past, but, you know, it, it, is that what this is? And uh, I mentioned uh, this whole thing uh, last week when I was here at the store to one of my one of the fellows I work with here. And he said, mm, yeah, Falcon Heights. Falcon, apparently, uh, the city of Roseville, their police department... Uh, takes care of a couple of other uh, little towns or cities near it. Uh, like Falcon Heights is right there, and so, so apparently they're sort of on the under the umbrella of the same police department. And which is why when I was in Falcon Heights, this was you know this violation was spotted while I was in Falcon Heights, but I got a notice from the city of Roseville, which I was not in Roseville. So. The, the 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 fellow I work with uh, said, you know, Falcon Heights, you know what happened. So that's right. A couple few years ago, there was the young man, uh, I believe his name was Philando uh, Castile. I think that was his name. He was driving with his girlfriend and the girlfriend's daughter. I think it might have been his daughter, but I'm not sure. But they were they were driving, the little family driving together. And they got pulled over for a, uh, I think a taillight out or a cracked taillight or something. They got pulled over for, for that. Not, not a traffic violation or anything. He got pulled over for that, and uh, the young man who's driving the car said, I told the police officer, look, I have a permit to carry a weapon. I do have the weapon on me. One thing led to another, uh, which, you know, I don't, police departments have to come up with some sort of protocol uh, to teach, in, you know, to, to uh, those that, that uh, uh, you know, people that get the permit to carry. There's got to be some sort of, uh, you know, part of their training to get that permit. If there is training to get a permit, I'm assuming there's some. Uh, if there isn't, there should be, and in it should be what to do when you are pulled over by a police officer or state trooper and you are carrying. What to do. This is what the police want you to do. This is what you should do. You know, announce that you, because he was telling the officer, I do have a weapon, I do have a permit to carry and all that, but 
there was a panic within the off the police officer went into a panic ended up shooting and killing Philando Philando oh boy I hope I get the name right ended up killing him the girlfriend uh, I think her name's Diamond uh, she took video she went on Facebook live and had video of her boyfriend dying on there it was a huge story and it was in Falcon Heights so the suggestion that my co-worker was making I, I say I hesitate saying co-worker he's kind of my boss I don't know he's uh, I don't know, it's a weird situation here at the store but it works so far uh, he you know he's you know, it might have something to do with that, and I'm not sure. I couldn't find anything that specifically. I found out, you know, found some information about the Lights On program, but they didn't really talk about that kind of thing. They did. Well, actually, they did mention you know, like safety uh, to help with that and to help with uh, um, a police and community relationship and that. So there must have been some thinking there. That you know, why would you, you know, okay. The guy's got a brake light out. It's just one brake light out. The other brake lights work. Uh, don't really need to pull him over for that. Let's just get his information, check and see. You know, I'm sure they checked to see. You know, they followed me along and they're getting their information on the computer. Does the guy have any warrants? Has he got? A, is there any kind of problems with this with this this fellow that looks kind of shifty? Uh, is there anything that we need to worry about? Nope. There's nothing. He's got a clean record. He's fine. Okay, fine. Make note. We're going to send them this notice in the mail saying, hey, you've got a brake light out. You want to get that taken care of. Don't pull them over. Don't give them a ticket. Don't don't warn them and say, you got to get this repaired. Don't give them a warning ticket or whatever they do. Because that's, I would think that that works better for the police. It works better for the person driving that, you know, hey, uh, you, know, you don't have to get pulled over by a cop. And the cop doesn't have to put themselves in that situation where who knows what's going to happen. It's just... It's got a headlight out, got a tail light out. Just you know, it's, just just send them the notification through the mail, and just tell them, look, we're not going to do anything else. We're not going to follow up on this. We're just going to let you know it's a courtesy. And hey, we got this program here that you can, uh, you know, you can get this done for free, get this taken care of, and no worries. Yeah, and and I, I, I applaud that thinking. Uh, hopefully, that is part of the thing that that incidents like what happened to in Falcon Heights and other places around the country that we may not even know about but there's there are things that have happened between police and people they've pulled over uh, and if you can minimize pulling over somebody somebody for something dumb like you know I mean just you know just a brake light out if all my brake lights were out I could see being pulled over hey you've got no brake lights you've either got a fuse out or something like that that you need to get that taken care of and start using your hand signaling out the window you know that yeah you know you know like if you ride a bike you use the hand signals when you're supposed to, you're turning and stopping and that kind of thing start doing that there was one time I was driving from uh, I was cleaning a couple of buildings uh, for the janitor service I worked for and I was driving between buildings and I was stuck in traffic and I had a big truck driver behind me and he kind of tooted his horn a little bit or he got my attention somehow and I looked back and he says hey hey and I says uh, he says Put your press your brakes down real hard. Press them down because we're we're you know slow and go traffic. Stop and go traffic actually. And he says you know press your brakes down real 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 hard. So I did. And he says yeah you don't have any brakes. You no, no brake lights. So really I said oh okay you know. So then I it, it, I had a fuse out. And then I got that taken care of. But you know thank goodness for the truck driver. And then after that uh, until I got it taken care of I'm using the hand signals. <laughs> and luckily it was during the summer. So yeah. 
wasn't that bad. But but that's but th I would understand then if a police officer officer pulled me over for having all my brake lights up, but one light out. I think it. I I think this could work. I don't think all police departments throughout the country do this, but the, according to the Lights On program, they said like there are several throughout the country that are are participating in this, and apparently Roseville, Falcon Heights, and that they are, and that's I think that's a good thing overall. I thought that was kind of cool that uh, you know rather than risk life and limb just because there's a brake light out, just send 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 me something in the mail and I'll get it taken care of, and I did, and we're good. So. Yeah, and nobody got shot. Uh, as you know, if you've been listening to my show for the last 13 years, you know I'm a skeptic. And sometimes I do get into the skeptical thing uh, on the show. Um, I think I think there's like a, uh, an underlying current of skepticism uh, throughout the show, uh, as it is as anyway. There's just a little bit that... that, that uh, that uh, undergirds the show. Is that a word? I don't know. Show? Is that a word? Anybody hear the word show before? Of course they have. Anyway, um, it, it's, I was just, I was watching something on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, he's not, you know, I like Jimmy Kimmel enough. Uh, I don't like him enough, though, to watch his show. Um, I, there's, there's just, there's things that bother me about it his show it's like a family thing i i, I don't it, it's I, i'm not even i'm not gonna get into it but uh, there's just some stuff that bugs me about it but i find jimmy's stand-up to be okay his his monologues to be okay especially when he gets a nice dig in on uh, fearless loser <laughs> when he gets a nice dig in on him uh i like that and uh and anyway so he uh he, every apparently since 2006 uh, he's been uh, featuring uh, this this particular news story. You see the quotes around news news story that uh, uh, that comes out of some uh, someplace near Mobile, uh, Alabama, where I, I guess in 2006, at about this time of the year, uh, there, there was a kerfuffle raised about a leprechaun being spotted in the treetops near this this town. And everybody's going crazy about it. You know, the local news. And so apparently what Jimmy does, and I was just watching his monologue where he, uh, on the YouTube, I was watching his, one of the more recent monologues, and he brings that up. You know, so, well, it's, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day, and so, you know, it's the anniversary of, uh, and he says the date, I think it's 2006, it's of my, one of my favorite news stories, and then they play the the video bit of that news story, and it's got all these people out there just gathering and looking, it's at night, and they're looking up in the treetops, and they're all excited and taking pictures with their cameras and, and, and yeah, with their phones, and they're, and they're doing all that stuff, and, and, they're, and the reporter is asking them what they think it is, and there was this one young man who makes some kind of comment about it and then he gives a look to the camera like yeah i know this is all a joke <laughs> you know he's but it's fun and and okay and then there's this other woman that she's in a car and she's being uh, asked what do you think it is and she's i think it's a crackhead <laughs> some crackhead they get you know and it's you know in a real you know that alabama accent and uh, and, <laughs> and it's funny and jimmy loves it and he i guess each year he plays it and all that but then i was thinking about the skeptic, right? About being skeptical, and at how 
the 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 part of the uh, the 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 one of the drawbacks of skepticism, if it's a drawback, I don't know, um, is the the pooping the party aspect of it. Uh, I'm sure you know. Had I been there, and I'm not some expert on this kind of stuff, but. I know enough about what I was hearing from them and what I was thinking to myself and, and comparing it to another situation that wasn't that and still hasn't been treated as lightheartedly as a leprechaun up in some tree or some trees in a, a certain area. Uh, just just knowing some information there, I would have put this together. They, they even had a little somebody who had seen the leprechaun and drawn a sketch of it. And it's essentially... It's a terrible-looking sketch. <laughs> person cannot draw. It's a it's a circle with two black circular eyes, almost in the center of it, and on top of the circle is a. It's a. I guess it's supposed to be a hat, which is like it's like it's got a baguette going. That's the brim of the hat, being part of. It's it's like a baguette. You know, it's kind of what it looks like. And then another big lump of like you know, like a like a like a. I don't know, like a loaf of bread on top of that <laughs> that make the hat. And then below that is whatever's left of the circle, you know, because the, the brim of the hat, the baguette part, is covering the top part of the head. And it's, 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 it's a circle with the two black circular eyes, right, in the center, you know, center line of that, of that circle that's the face, right? So looking at that, and I, I thought, okay, let's put me back then as the skeptic that I was then, you know, in with that crowd and the reporters going around asking people, have you seen the leprechaun? Oh yeah, I saw it. Or, or what did it look like? And, oh, you know, what do you think it is? I think it's some crackhead and all that. <laughs> and then come up to me, well, sir, what do you think it is? And I'd say, that's probably an owl. Oh, what? Yeah, it's probably an owl. You know, judging by the way they've described it, and and where it's located and how, the fact that it moves quietly and and that it's you know th that drawing with a very circular looking face with two very circular dark eyes and almost you know right center line of that circle and it's it's probably an owl that's probably what would what was seen you know it's, it's an owl and and the reason and and part of the reason why i think it's an owl is because you know i think it's west virginia i think it's west virginia uh has the mothman you know, and the Mothman has been pretty much figured to be an owl. You know, owls can be really big, and they open up those wings. They can look huge, and and they have the there's the owls that have that real round face. It's like a dish. It's kind of, from what I understand, it, the way the, the the feathers form around the face sort of it's like a it's like a, a, a to to, to um, scoop in the sound to t to direct it into their ears so that you know that that shape it's like it's like uh god damn it i can't think of what it's called but if you watch football and there's the guys on the sidelines holding these big uh plexiglass dishes and aiming and stuff well that's a that's a, it's a is it a parabola is that what it's called i, I god damn it i can't think of what it's called and they aim it at the field it's got a microphone in there and the dish is helping to scoop the sound helping to capture it to get to direct it to the microphone, and they, so they can aim it at an area, and they can get the sound from that area that they're that they're aiming at, so they can pick up on it a little bit better. And, and so it's that's what I think that's that's with some owls. I don't think it's all owls, but it might. My friend Craig you know, will be able to educate me on this, but because he's he knows bird stuff. But I know that at least some owls 
that have that kind of feather formation around their faces that that that's part of what's uh, the the benefit of that is that it helps you know direct the sound toward their ears i guess you know, so you know like our ears have a they come out and they kind of they, they have a little scoop toward it you know it's that they, they 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 pull sound you know into our ears you know if it was just uh holes on the sides of our heads it wouldn't be able it wouldn't be as uh we wouldn't have that directional sort of thing as well as we do i don't know what am i a biologist anyway i would have just pooped the party and said yeah it's probably an owl that's probably what they see uh, it's not as it's not as fun as a leprechaun, and why leprechaun? What leprechaun? Why? Of all the things, <laughs> why wouldn't you say it's the Mothman? Hey, the Mothman's down here. We're not that far away from. I think it's West Virginia. Damn it, I should have looked it up. But why not the Mothman? But it's a leprechaun? Well, of course it's leprechaun because it was near St. Patrick's Day, which is you know we've just uh, we just had that day. I guess yesterday. Uh, the uh, people are sobering up now. Uh, not me, because, uh, you know, I had two beers. Come on. I'm not going to go crazy. Okay, what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to take my next break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. So oh, i got to get this cleared up. Oh, there we go. And uh, I'll be back after this break. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Be Reasonable is the interview show from the Merseyside Skeptic Society, where each month I speak to someone about their fringe beliefs. Over the years, I've spoken to psychics, UFO believers, moon landing deniers, flat earthers, hollow earthers, and all manner of unusual conspiracy theorists. But I've also talked to AIDS denialists, white supremacists, gay conversion therapists. I even interviewed Jim Humble, the inventor of Miracle Mineral Supplement, a form of industrial bleach that he and his followers used to treat cancer and HIV. This isn't a debate show, and my aim isn't to win an argument. But when we listen to how people promote and justify the ideas that we disagree with, even the dangerous ones, I think we become much more effective at countering those ideas. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, look for Be Reasonable on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else the podcasts live. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. I can wait another day Until I call you You've only got my heart on a string And everything a flutter 
but another lonely night. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'm just going through the pages of my book here and seeing what I didn't get to. There is this little political thing I didn't get to a couple weeks back. You know, I, I think for the last, you see, this would be the third show now that I bring up Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's a nut. You know she's nuts, right? She's I mean I'm I'm not qualified to clinically diagnose her as being mentally deficient or whatever she is, but she's nuts. In a, in a in a colloquial sense, in a folk uh homey, you know, just talking in a living room with someone, uh, you know, over a beer or something. It's just she's nuts. Batshit crazy would be another way of uh calling her. Uh, and she's um, she's plug ignorant when it comes to the Constitution. <laughs> oh, sure, she's a congressperson. You'd think she'd know all about it. But I think before she um, became one, uh, or maybe she was one, I don't know, uh, she was very upset to learn that uh, 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 Congress uh, uh, congressperson Elon Omar was going to take her oath of office on the Koran. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you can't do that. You can't t- to do the, 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 you can't swear an oath on the Koran. It has to be the Bible. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if, uh, if she'd have that same reaction if it was a, you know, a Jewish person that, uh, you know, didn't, that, uh, swore on the Torah. You know, I, I, you know, I, I know that's there. Well, I think there's like the Old Testament, of course, is more of the, you know, the the Jewish part of the Bible, right? And then the New Testament, well, of course, Jesus was Jewish, which is something that Christians seem to forget. And uh, yeah, you know, anyway, but she has a real problem with the on the Koran. You know, there have been two people to take public office who've sworn in, took their oath on the Koran. Elon Omar is one, and another person from Minnesota, uh, what the hell's his name? <laughs> Keith Ellison, uh, who is our attorney general uh, here in Minnesota, he swore in on the Koran because he, he's Muslim. There's no rules. There's, no, there's nothing in the Constitution that says what book you're supposed to swear in on, or if you even need to, swear in on a book. There's no rules. There's nothing in the in the code. Uh, there's no, there's nothing uh, on what and what you can swear in on. In fact, um, let's see. Where was she from? Uh, St. Louis County uh, Council, and uh, I believe that's in Missouri. Uh, a woman was being sworn into the council, and she her name was Kelly Dunaway. And she was sworn in on a copy of Oh, the Places You You Will Go, All the Places You'll Go, uh, by Dr. Seuss. She was sworn in on that. You know, and by the way, it's Dr. Seuss, okay? I know, I know it's supposed to be like the Swiss name or something, and it's pronounced like Soys or something like that, but it's Seuss, okay? It's Dr. Seuss. Don't, you know, those pedants out there, they'll say, well, actually, it's Dr. Seuss. No, 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 no. You know how I know this? You know how I know this? The campaign meant to promote the Dr. Seuss books and the animated series is, is that on, t- on TV, those animated specials, the campaign slogan that they came up with was not Dr. Seuss on the lois. It's Dr. Seuss 
on the loose. So even if it started out, even if Theodor Geisel, who is Dr. Seuss, even if he first started pronouncing it Dr. Seuss, it became Dr. Seuss, and that's what it is. All right? Settle down. Because it ain't Dr. Seuss on the lois. But anyway, there's this video out there of uh, Margie, Crazy Aunt Margie, just saying, oh, well, we go, it's illegal to, to swear in on the Koran and all that shit. You know, it's not. Of course, she didn't say all that shit. <laughs> it's not illegal. It's you. Yeah, I mean, if I were to run for office, I wonder what book I would swear in on. Uh, Flim Flam by James Randi, maybe? Um, would I swear in on, uh, I don't know, uh, the... the uh, Marvel Comics, uh, you know, this great big, we have this great big tome about the history of Marvel comic books here in the store. For a mere 600 bucks, you can get it. It's a huge hardcover book, huge coffee table book. I can swear in on that. You don't have to swear in on anything. It's not any part of the rules. And remember, is it somebody, somebody like Crazy Aunt Margie, I think if they had their way, Muslims wouldn't be able to allow be allowed in America to hold office. Now I, I can't say that for sure because I don't know exactly what's in her heart or in her mind. I don't, but you know, got a feeling that if it were up to her, Muslims couldn't hold office. You know, a Muslim could be president. Remember when when Obama was running for president, and 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 the. the some of the people that were so afraid, uh, uh, feared of him, because he was a Muslim, and there was some uh, town hall meeting that uh, Senator John McCain was having. And, oh God, could we have used John McCain during that presidency of that asswipe that uh, tried to destroy our country and is still working on it? Uh, boy, could we have used him if he had not gotten brain cancer. If not had died, he'd still be a senator. And I have a feeling there'd have been more, at least one more senator that would have voted to convict on the on the uh, second impeachment. He might not have gone for the first impeachment, but the second one, I have a feeling he absolutely would have. I think I I you know he and he might have influenced others because he had the, a little bit more gravitas to him, I think, than than Mitt Romney has, but. He he might have been able, might have been able, but uh, let me tell you, we could use him. But anyway, he was having a town hall thing, and some woman there that was talking, she had a concern about Obama being Muslim, and McCain, to his credit, tried to say, oh no 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 no, it, 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 the way he, tr he tried to talk her way was not quite. You know, he was saying, he's a good family man. He's a good... Yeah, Muslims can be good family men. <laughs> it's, it's No, that's not the tack you should be taking, Senator. You should be saying, well, he's not. He, he's, he considers himself a Christian. He follows that faith. His father might have been Muslim, but he's not. And I take him at his word. But even if he was, so What? There's no religious litmus test to for to be qualified to be president. But someone like a goofball like Aunt Margie would uh, uh, would you know think that there should be, and that only Christians should be allowed to hold office. <laughs> oh boy! 
So, anyway, that was something I noticed that I hadn't talked about uh, from a sh that I didn't get to. So I should try to get to that someday. Oh, wait a minute, I just did. <laughs> Here's a cool thing. Uh, the fellow that I work with in the office, the one that's uh, doing jury duty, uh, this was a few weeks ago, and I just hadn't gotten around to talking about it. He um, he noticed something pretty interesting while he was watching uh, uh, an old episode of a show called The League, which is uh, one of those cable shows. Uh, you know, you know, when, you know I, I don't know what station was on Comedy Central or some some cable network like that. And it's it's about uh, I guess fantasy football sort of thing, uh, or it's a sports related uh, sitcom, and it was it stars Paul Shear, uh, I think he's part uh, part of the one of the, uh, of the team that created it I think, and uh, anyway so it's it involves him, and there was an episode, and they were watching it so that the, you know, you know what you can do in television these days you can rewind things and you know like as you watch them so I so he had that feature and he was able to do something and I'll, I'll put this on the show notes page which will be at dimland.com go to the show blog show notes blog option and you'll get to the show notes uh, you'll see the pictures uh, the screen captures uh, he was watching this and he, he he there was a scene in which Adrian Peterson one of the uh, uh, football greats from the Minnesota Vikings not a great father but he was a great player. He's a running back. He was one of the best. He's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he he's sitting down in a restaurant, and he's and and I think it's Paul Shear was the character. But something comes up. Hey, Adrian Peterson, what are you doing here in Chicago? And the, my coworker was watching. He'd seen the episode before, but he's see, he's seeing it again. He's looking outside. There's a couple windows looking outside, and you can see that it's on an upper floor. You know, a second floor at least, and he looks out and he sees a he sees a parking lot across the street, and he sees a building across the, just directly across the street. And one window you can see the building, and then the, next to that building is this parking lot, and then you can see it out out the other window. And there's a directly across the street from the window with that with that building, there's an arched window kind of thing within the center of the arch. There's a there's a lion's head. That's that's sculpted into the stone or or whatever, however they put it there. And he pauses. He said, "Wait a minute." And he's able to pause the show, back it up, look again, and he looks again, and he says, "Hey, that's the building across from Coldside where we work." He said, "That's that's gotta be." He looks at it. He says, "Yeah, that's. I mean, look, it's got the you know." And he he sees the lion's head thing. And then there's the parking lot. So that's the parking that that looks so damn familiar. That's the, I thought that that's that's across the street from Coldside, which is in Minneapolis, not in Chicago. So, uh, so then he he figures he he and then uh, he was able to back it up a little more, um, and he's he's able to uh, see the the establishing shot, which is uh, you know it's an exterior shot looking at the the restaurant that we're seeing in the in the show. Uh, you can see outside there's this orange awning going over it and at one side it has a number 112 that's that's the address and there's this you can see the shot of it and he said is that is the restaurant right next door to us he says holy shit <laughs> and then he looks even closer at that shot he's frozen it you know he's, he's paused it and he's got a screen capture and again I'll put these up on the show notes page 
to to the to the right, as you look at the picture, to the right of it, there's a there's another there's a business there, and you see a little brown trim to it, big windows and a little brown trim, and it's if you look closely enough at it, uh, it's it's that's cold side, that's us, that's the, we're in the shot. You can see it's not in detail, it's not in focus. You can't really see it real well, but there's a there's a sign in the window that we have. It's 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 got a rectangle that goes that goes uh, horizontally across the window, and in the center of the rectangle it has a large circle, which goes uh, you know which which breaks the the rectangle top and bottom. So it's you know it goes you know it's 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 it's, it's bigger than than the height of the rectangle. And the rectangle will have, have has the words like cold side, and I think it has the address or something. And in that big circle, it has a penguin, because the penguin is our is our mascot for our shop. I don't know when it became the mascot for the shop, but it it is. And so we got some penguins inside the you know in, in the main office, and right there, and in the window, there's a you know there's this penguin, and and he just he was just floored away, floored by it. He just holy shit <laughs> that's 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 there's cold side right there there's the restaurant that's right next door to us the 112 eatery and here's another thing that's interesting about that whole bit cgi computer generated graphics uh, imaging there was some computer magic done with it computer graphic magic done with that scene cuz they they stripped off the name of the restaurant or you know, it, well, they the they changed. There's a sign up atop. They just the restaurant, according to the, the league, is called uh, it's called uh, the Eatery, but it's actually called 112 Eatery. And that sign, instead of saying the on top, it says 112. 112 Eatery, and then there's there's those words go across the front part, the lower part that the that that hangs straight down of the awning. That's over the top of the restaurant, right? The, the entry of the restaurant and the front window. There's an awning that goes across, and and it's orange. And on, you know, on the on the on the on one side, you'll you'll see the 112, but on the long side of the awning, it it's it says 112 Eatery, but that's all gone. It's been washed away. The the orange has it's been cleaned. They cleaned it out on there, and they they certainly didn't do that, you know, practically. You know, during the shot, they didn't redo everything. They just had a computer graphics person go in and make those changes. Change 112 to the, and take away the words that go run along the front of the of the the awning. Not only that, though, I noticed in the shot that's from there'll be two shots that you'll see. You'll see that establishing street shot, and then you'll see the shot from inside the restaurant, looking out. The, you know, where you can see out those windows. You see Adrian Peterson sitting at a table, and uh, um, if you look out. Uh, the window that's on the left, you know, where you see the archway uh, of the building next door or across the street with the lion's head, you'll see on a on a light post there'll be uh, so some signage on that. That uh, that if you look closely enough, you'll see it's the um, the the C in a circle for the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs, the baseball team there. You'll see that, and that's not what's there. What's there is the signage for the Minnesota Twins. But they, but they had to they get in there, and they had to have done that. Uh, I don't think they would have actually made that change to the sign itself. But I think they, I think, this is I'm speculating here, but it seems to me that that would be the, uh, the likely way the thing that they did. So that that they used computer graphics to, 
change things. And that's interesting, just how much how much is used. Computer graphics, computer generated imaging is used in movies and TV shows that we never even notice because it's gotten so good. So that's really cool. That's a cool thing. Now before I get out of here, I gotta mention that uh, Minnesota sports fans have had some sad news uh, this past week. Uh, the great Bud Grant, uh, legendary head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, died. I believe he was 95. Some years ago, he, he did the coin toss when uh, the Vikings were playing uh, before they got into their new stadium. They were playing in the stadium that the Minnesota Gophers play, play in, which is an outdoor stadium. And so Bud Grant went out there for the, I think, the coin toss. And he's, you know, he's older and he's, he's not, he's, he walks, he leans when he walks because, you know, he's older. <laughs> and, and so he, he, and he's wearing a polo shirt, short sleeves. He's got, you know, and it's cold. It was cold, the middle of the winter, it's cold. And he's walking out there and that's Bud Grant. Bud Grant stood on the sidelines of the Minnesota Vikings when we played at the Met, uh, Metro, uh, Met Stadium. Over in Bloomington, it's where the Vikings used to play, and that was an outdoor stadium. And he'd stand in silence. He'd wear, you know, a jacket or something, but he just—he didn't allow heaters on the sidelines. He didn't allow his players to sit. He didn't allow them to take their helmets off. Yeah, he says that's you know he 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 was tough on his players. I don't know if his style of coaching would work with today's players, but he was the—he's still the best head coach the Minnesota Vikings have ever had. Now his winning percentage. For his career, he he managed uh, he you know, managed he coached he was the head coach for 17 years, uh, starting in 1967 and he left in 1983. He retired. Uh, then the next the next year in 1984, Les Steckel was brought in to be the head coach, and Les Steckel did a horrible job, <laughs> and he was fired after one season. Uh, his record was three and 13. Uh, so they brought Bud Grant back for one season. They convinced him to come back for one season while they tried to find another another coach. And I can't remember who they went with right after him. I think it might have been Jerry Brown. Or, uh, Jerry Burns. I'm sorry, Jerry Burns. It might have been him. And anyway, so they brought back for one. And there was a slogan that, that Steckel was not liked. You know, Les Steckel was just, uh, the fans were just, uh, so the slogan came around, more Bud, less Steckel. So, yeah. I think I think that's what the the phrase was. I think it was in that direction. I don't think it was less steckle, more bud. I think it was more bud, less steckle. Anyway, and and uh, so so Bud Grant came back for one season. His winning percentage was six twenty two, which is the highest if you don't count the current head coach, who's only done one season. That's Kevin McConnell, Kevin O'Connell. Sorry, Kevin O'Connell, and his uh, his current his winning percentage is seven seven sixty five. So that's that's better, it's the best, but Bud Grant, uh, you know, and he's so technically Kevin O'Connell has the best uh, winning percentage of of all the coaches, the nine coaches that have, have uh, uh, been the head coaches of of the Minnesota Vikings. It's, I think it's been nine over the years, and uh, you know, so so yes, technically he's the highest, but he's only in his first season. Who knows how long he'll be the head coach? Who knows what kind of career he's going to have? Maybe he'll be. Maybe he'll, in turn, be the best. At least, as winning percentages goes, coach there is. The, the uh, second to uh, Bud Grant in winning percentages, Denny Green. He had six ten was his winning percentage, uh, and you know he was pretty good. But none of the other coaches have done what Bud Grant was able to do, and that was 
to win win it all one year. That was 1969 that went into the Super Bowl the next year, Super Bowl IV, 1970, went to that Super Bowl and lost. But that Super Bowl didn't count. The leagues hadn't merged yet. It was an exhibition game. But I know nobody nobody cares. Nobody considers that. He didn't win the Super Bowl. But he's the only head coach to have won it all for the Vikings, the NFL championship. He did that in 1969. And he's won three NFC championship games, which means he got to go to three his, his he got his team to three more Super Bowls, all of which they lost. <laughs> but he got them there. And no head coach since or before Van Brocklin was before Bud Grant. He was the, the Vikings' first coach. Has gotten the Vikings to a Super Bowl. Has gotten them to... I mean, Van Bro- the Super Bowl I, you know, was barely a thing uh, when Van Brocklin was, was, was finishing up. In his last couple of years, I think the Super Bowl came in. Um, but, you know, no other head coach did what Bud Grant could do. And that was win an NFC championship game. He won four of them. Uh, well, three, you know what I mean. None of the others have. Denny Green got the Vikings to the NFC Championship game, I think, more than once. I think, And the Vikings have been to them. They've been to like six of them since losing their last Super Bowl that they lost in 1977. But, you know, so Bud Grant was the one. He was the guy who who was able to do it. And I'm not telling you, the guy... He was not. He was not one of those guys that got really excited when the when his team was doing well. He just kept it stoic. He was stoic all throughout. He didn't get. He didn't show that he was. Uh, 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 he didn't show any low points kind of thing. He always had that same demeanor. But according to his, and you could see it too. But his players would say, Bud could give you a look. He could give you that icy stare, and you knew you were in the doghouse. And so he's he's a legend. Well, he died. At 95, so that's too bad. Good night. Long life, and he did more for us than anybody else has. The Vikings always. Well, anyway, (laughs) that's the end of another show. You've been listening to Dimline Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Remember to be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Uh, Get your booster shots and get your flu shots if you haven't. And remember to sleep with the lights off. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Doom. <laughs> Did I say that? Well, yeah. Sleep the lights off. See you next week. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option. And you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, I'm going to hell. hell.